This is Social Introvert, and we're back with another episode of Season 11, the Inspiration Series. The first episode, we dealt with uh, one of my favorite uh, esports players, um, Scump Abner, or Seth Abner. His his gamer tag is Scump. And last week, we dealt with uh, one of my favorite um, just all-around guys, uh, Dominic Holmes, uh, who's proficient in... Um, computer programming, uh, gardening, agriculture, astrology, uh, magic with a K, um, all sorts of things. And for season 11, episode three, we will be doing David Goggins on today. Um, I don't know if many people know who he is. Uh, I'm sure if you're in the military community, you know who he is. And for people who are always pushing and grinding um, nonstop and and watch inspirational people or listen to inspirational videos, uh, you will definitely know who David Goggins is. Um, it's Thursday. Um, and I'm going to be honest with y'all, I didn't, I didn't really feel like doing this episode today or at this time that I'm doing it at right now. Um, I was supposed to do it last night. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened to where I didn't do it last night. Um, but anyway, um, I want to give a shout out to all of y'all for tuning in as you do every single week. I'm so close to a thousand listeners. It's not even funny. Um, I think I'm about maybe 16 away. So I really want to hit that, uh, 1000 mark. Um, just because it'll be an, another milestone that I've always wanted to reach. Um, funny enough, I'm almost at two, well, I'm past two years now. Uh, this would be like two years, a month and a few days at this point. Cause I started on December 27th of 2020. Um, so anyway, uh, David Goggins, uh, why is he in this inspiration series? So, uh, as some of you all know, um, if you've read my book, get rid of yourself or listen to the earlier episodes of my podcast, um, I went through a time period where uh, my son was taken to me, taken away from me uh, for some false charges um, back in 2018, and I lost my son for 35 days. And um, around that time, um, at least like the first two or three days, uh, I was in a little bit of a depression. Um, didn't really want to do much. Um, and prior to October, well, it happened towards the end of October, but, um, early October, I had just sold my PS4. I was a streamer on Twitch. I had just reached affiliate level. So I had people who were subscribed who were, um, you know, they're watching me play and, you know, they would send me money if I was, you know, doing good or whatnot. And, um, my son was very young at the time, like he had just turned two, so he wasn't in daycare or anything. And it was pretty hard um, trying to, you know, do streaming and, you know, take care of a two year old at the same time. Because when you stream, you know, especially in the early days, you got to grind. So that's that mean like 16 hour days, you know, just playing, 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 you know, waiting for people to come join your Twitch to, you know, send you some money. And, um, I had just got rid of my PS4 and I was like, you know, um, 
I don't know if I want to pursue this fully. You know, I want to go back to school. And there's other things. I was in a relationship at the time. And, um, you know, anyway, I, I didn't really have anything um, when my son had got taken away. Right. So depressed for a few days. And I decided like, OK, I got now about 33 or 32 days until I can see my son again. Obviously, I tried to um, talk to his mother because uh, she's the one that, you know, filed the false charges. And they got dropped, by the way, y'all. So don't think I'm out here doing crazy stuff. The charges got dropped, didn't go to trial, none of that stuff. So um, the DA didn't even want to pursue it. Uh, obviously, there wasn't no evidence and all this other stuff. So I just kind of had to deal with that. On, on my own but what ended up happening was on like day two or three I found three guys I found Dave Meltzer I found well I'll say four so this this episode is really about four but uh it'll be more so tailored towards David Goggins um but anyway it was Dave Meltzer uh, Tom Bilyeu, Ed Milet, and David Goggins, right? Those are the four people who I were listening to when I was at, you know, that dark time. And the reason why I'm going to speak more so towards David Goggins is because I still pretty much listen to him to this day. And, um, he's a hundred percent hardcore, no holds bar. Um, toughest man on the planet is some nicknames that some people give him. Um, dude is just an all-around badass, right? So, dude, he he went through a Navy SEAL training. He went through three hell weeks. Um, finally graduated. He was also a Air Force Tac Patrolman or something like that. Along with, he went through Ranger School. Um. And I believe he said he made it all the way through Delta Force training, but they didn't pick him because when you're auditioning for Delta Force, uh, you can have all the qualifications. But if you're just not the right guy for their, what they're looking for, then you won't make it through. But he's all these kind of things. Got out of the military, um, started running marathons, 100-mile marathons. Um, he did a 235-mile marathon. <laughs> Um, the history is what intrigued me really, because he grew up, uh, with an abusive father. Uh, he grew up in a racist town and he realized that he was trying to fit in. And after a while he stopped trying to fit in, he could barely read and write. And he was a grown man and his job, he was getting paid. I think he said a thousand dollars a month spraying for cockroaches. I mean, y'all gotta listen to this guy's story because he's, he tells it so well. But um, he talks about how he was spraying for cockroaches. And I think he said he saw a commercial on TV uh, for Navy SEAL or some some military commercial. And he wanted to go into the military. And he was a fat guy at the time. So he went on this journey of losing all sorts of weight uh, to be able to get into the military. And um, when he got into the military, he went straight to work. Um, like I, like I mentioned, he went through, uh, Navy SEAL training, um, completed that, 
Uh, went through all these different specialty schools uh, in elite schools in the military. And eventually, um, he said he got to a point to where he was straight bodybuilding when he wasn't really running. And he wanted to go... Um, he wanted to go through some more, some other type of training or something he wanted to do. And he had to lose 100 pounds in like three months or so. And he did it. He was able to do it too. And his whole message is essentially, fuck the excuses. Um, fuck all the soft shit. All the crying and complaining. Like, just get the work done um, by any means necessary. And he's also a guy who doesn't care what's going on. Um because he doesn't necessarily like running. He doesn't necessarily like uh, being the tough guy that he has to be 24-7. He doesn't like doing interviews and all that other stuff, but he does it anyway because of the character he had to create in order to, you know, go to the next level in his life. And he's written a book called You Can't Hurt Me. And I believe he's working on a second book. Uh, I don't remember the name of that one. But what I can say is, his message impacted me when I first saw him on Tom Bilyeu's Impact Theory, um, one of the four guys I mentioned at the beginning. And his story just, I guess, sparked a catalyst in my mind um, to there's no excuse. And when I didn't have my son, I literally had all the free time in the world. Now, again, I, I look at I try to look at every situation as an opportunity to grow or do something, you know, greater and better. And um, for me, um, it only makes sense that, you know, I used when my son was in a daycare, I was watching. I had him like, you know, from morning to night, like, you know, like a regular day, plus before school and after school, if he was in school at the time. And um, his mother would come get him at night. And then we will alternate weekends. And what ended up happening was I didn't have him at all. Morning, night, or any day for 35 days. So with that being said, I said, okay, I can't just sit here and be depressed. Um, yeah, this shit sucks, but I can't be depressed. And I have free time to create, right? And I talk about this a lot on my podcast from the early days to now about trying to figure out a way to produce some amazing stuff without having a traumatic catalyst in your life, such as illness, death, uh, children being taken away, um, medical issues, you know, financial issues, whatever. Um, and this, but in this instance, it happened to be, you know, a very, you know, traumatic experience, even though I didn't show it. Um, so I got to work. I started, this is when I wrote my first book, Get Rid of Yourself, uh, listening to David Goggins and him going hard every single day. But what it also did is it set me on a physical fitness journey as well. Because at that point too, I was working out, I believe seven days a week. So most people do two to three days or, you know, three to four days. I started doing seven days a week because why? There, there was no excuse for me to not be working out every single day. Everybody has the same 24 hours, but, you know, honestly, most of us are lazy. Most of us procrastinate. And most of us simply just don't feel like doing, you know, <laughs> the things that we know we need to do. We only want to do the things that we want to do. 
And when we only do the things that we want to do, um, the things that we need to do, um, you know, simply fall by the wayside. And then you got to play catch up, right? Because you do enough of the things that you want to do, but your lifestyle doesn't um, compensate for the things that you want to do. So after doing the things that you want to do for a short amount of time, then you run out of resources. Now you have to do the things that you need to do in order to be able to do the things that you want to do again. And this is also one of the places where I learned delayed gratification. Um, Delayed gratification, for those that don't know, is when... um, Okay, let's just use um, masturbation, for instance, right? Because I've struggled with that in the past. I know most people do as well. Um, When you do, when you pleasure yourself, right? There's no, there's no delayed gratification, right? Because you can, you control, uh, I guess, the pleasure that you have when you do things like that, right? So what they say, what science says, you know, some people say it doesn't, some people say it does. It you know, drastically increase your endorphins and your, um, serotonin and some other things. I don't remember all of the words, but it, it drastically, I said serotonin, your dopamine. That's the word I meant to use. Increases your dopamine and your endorphins and, you know, your energy and all this other stuff. And then when you're done, sometimes you feel guilty. Um, other times you, you feel lazy. Then you start procrastinating. You lose energy. You don't want to work out. You don't want to do this, that, and the third And, um, you know, it sucks away the value of delayed gratification as well, because you don't have to work for it. You don't have to, you know, be intimate with somebody else. And then, you know, y'all two do something together, right? (laughs) That's, uh, that's part of, you know, delayed gratification, right? Like you have to present yourself in a way that someone else would you know, want to please you versus you pleasing yourself. Because again, you can do that at any moment. And most people aren't disciplined enough to, for instance, eat vegetables, (laughs) eat, cook their own food versus going to fast food, let alone, you know, pleasuring themselves, especially when they're in a period where, you know, life isn't going their way. People look to anything from drugs to to sex to partying to gambling to to try and, you know, cloud that depression that they have. And um, again, with the delayed gratification, I realize one thing. Cleaning is one of those things that will help you with delayed gratification. And I posted this on my Instagram uh, a few years back that if you want to understand the effects and benefits of delayed gratification, clean your house. (laughs) Like just do a deep cleaning of your house and you will see the effects of, you know, delayed gratification and the benefits, right? Similar to, like I said, listening to David Goggins going to the gym. You're not going to see results from your first day of working out. That's something that you actually have to be consistent at in order to to yield those results. 
right so when i clean my house like after i clean the bathroom sure you can you can see something but you know your kitchen's still dirty your living room's still dirty your room's still dirty but you know the bathroom's clean so once you clean your whole house you can now sit back and relax and say hey i've, I've done everything that i was supposed to do now i can relax i've i've worked out my goal was to lose five pounds I, I've lost five pounds. I lost six pounds. Now I can sit back and and relax a little bit and set a new goal, right? That's delayed gratification, right? Because now that you set that goal and you say, hey, I'm going to lose five pounds until I lose five pounds, I'm not going to eat anything sugary, right? So there's your delayed gratification. I'm going to work out and I'm going to discipline myself to not eat anything sugary until I lose five pounds, Hey, I want to go out and party, but my house is a mess. I'm going to clean my entire house before I leave. So that way I have earned the right to go out and party. Right. So David Goggins, again, taught me um, the effects and benefits of delayed gratification. But he also taught me uh, to callous my mind um, to be able to handle any situation uh, along with doing things that make you uncomfortable right? Uh, For me, one of the things I do that is uncomfortable is cold showers. I don't do it all the time. I used to do it a lot more than what I do now, but uh, I've recently started getting back into cold showers um, where I'll start off warm and then, you know, towards the end of my shower, I'll make it cold. Um, Whereas a few years ago, I would just get in the cold shower and, you know, get mentally prepared to be in a cold shower and you know just shower that way and hurry up and get out um because of the you know therapeutic and um mental benefits that it has for your mind and body you know to increase your immunity system your uh, nervous system um it keeps you more focused and aware um out your your body is more um what's the word i'm looking for your body is more uh man, I can't get the word out. It's right there on the edge of my forehead. Oh man, I can't even think of a synonym for it right now. But your okay, your body is more adapted to cold weather, right? <laughs> so when it's cold outside, you know you're not as cold and freezing. You'll have to wrap up as much as most people. Your heart rate is a bit slowed down. Um, and adaptive is not even the word that I want to use, but that's the closest thing I can come up with. But anyway, um, the thing I'm trying to say is, is that delayed gratification and uncomfortability are, I guess, glaring factors into why I am who I am today and why I am where I am today is because I've built up calluses in my mind to certain things um and also just being resilient overall because i i personally feel like uh, whenever i go through an issue that i hate um it makes me stronger which again prepares me for another you know scenario in life that may come about right i although i hated losing my son for that time absolutely needed to because had I not I would probably still be comfortable I would have never met David Goggins Ed Milet Tom Bilyeu Dave Meltzer or anybody else that I listened to at that time 
Uh, but I probably would have never wrote my book. Um, I probably wouldn't be married today. Um, you know, I would have a completely different mindset. I wouldn't have been exposed to the information that I've been exposed to today. Um, there's a lot of things that wouldn't have happened had that situation not happened all the way back in 2018. Right? So, again, since I was young, I've always thought differently. I didn't just get angry when things happened. Um, it's like, okay, it's survival mode. It's time to find a way out or to, to remedy the situation. And, um, and, and sometimes that includes, you know, faking it, right? Sometimes that includes faking it. Um, and that's one thing that I try not to do is fake it. Uh, cause you are your number one bullshit detector. Your mind is for sure. Um, and I don't want to walk around bullshitting myself, nor do I want to walk around bullshitting anybody else. So from that stance, uh, David Goggins, I appreciate, you know, your life story. I appreciate your struggles because, again, it has helped me and I'm growing stronger and stronger. I'm slowly but surely cutting out the things that I do not need in my life that um, are hindering well I don't want to say hindering me I'll say distracting me and I'm let's be clear I'm choosing to be distracted it's not something that I can't you know stop doing right and one of my biggest distractions is video games right that's something that I there's a business opportunity that I want to take advantage of in the esports arena um that's that's one of my goals that I want to reach is you know being like a coach or a um, an esports organization owner, right? Um, that's something. That's a dream of mine. That's one of the big dreams that I have is to be over an esports organization because I love video games, especially Call of Duty, um, and that's one of my dream goals. And I play it pretty much on a daily basis, um, but in the manner that I'm playing it. Um, I'm still really good at it and I play it for free right now as where I was playing in tournaments for money back when I was playing, you know, in streaming. And the, and the, <laughs> the funny part is the video games I'm playing is on my phone. It's not even on like a PS4. So I do connect with people on here. Um, but again, if we're not playing for money, it doesn't really matter. So for me, I just I just need to cut that out. And um, focus more on the law stuff that I'm reading and learning about, because uh, it, I, I need that. That that is more important. Um, and I'm learning both the business side of the law and the, I guess the enforcement side of law too, because there's a lot of laws out there that could benefit us if we would only read them. And um, I'm reading those as well. I'm doing both at the same time. I just believe I should be put more focus to. Um, the law stuff versus the video games that I play as a distraction. So I will give y'all update next week to let y'all know how I do with that. But um, there's a lot of things that I want to do, um, not only for myself, but for my close family and things of that nature. Um, because, I mean, knowing these laws will make your life a lot easier, um, especially once you get the hang of it. And um, I can change my life. I can change my family's life and their projection. I can change my kid's life and his projection and, you know, any future kids and whatever comes from that. So 
there's a lot of things that I need to focus on. I need to be more uh, physically active. Um, I've recently started going back to the gym again over the past, what, week or two. Um, did not go today. I was supposed to go today. But, I mean, I can do a workout before I go to bed. At least 100 push-ups. So, um, with that being said, uh, that'll end this podcast. If you need to check anything out of mine, which I'm sure you do, you need to go to www.linktree.com forward slash sonetter, S-A-N-E-T-E-R, and you will find uh, both of my books, Get Rid of Yourself and Hack Yourself, Design Your Life or Accept Your Fate. You'll find this podcast on there along with my Stock Options Volatility X course, and then you will also find um, my song memories as well. So until next time, share this with your family and friends and leave a comment in the comment section if you found anything useful in this podcast. Again, this is Social Introvert and I'm out.